Bonsoir. How are you, dear friends? We are building the most inspiring and phenomenal communities of wine lovers. As we all know, wine is the catalyst of the greatest discussion. We'll be talking wine, but of course food, and everything that touches all our nation and senses. Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Welcome on JCB Live. I'm very excited tonight to welcome you for a very special happy hour. We're going to go in two different places in the world to unite the world in one. We're going to bring two fabulous sisters together, Robin and Andrea McBride. One was brought in the United States, the other one on the other side of the world. You'll hear it. She has a lovely, sexy accent from New Zealand. They are the first African-American ladies building such a great success into the wine world. We're so excited for them. We're so thrilled. They're very innovative. They're very entrepreneurial. And very importantly, they've built a business together over the last 15 years from both sides of the world. So beyond everything else, they're very inspirational. I cannot wait for them to meet as well my very good friend, John Legend, with whom we make fabulous wines, the LVE selection. So I'm going to welcome Andrea and Robin. Welcome, ladies. Woo! Hi. That was a fabulous introduction. Hello. <laughs> well, Andrea, I must have said, but I wanted everybody to have the surprise. Look at your gorgeous hair. Oh, yes. Tell us about the secret of those amazing, beautiful, curly, feline hair. Well, see, this is my crown. So, you know. It's in the DNA. <laughs> yeah. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Open yours. Is it the same? Yeah, pretty close. Yep. <laughs> I just have it all tied up looking professional today. <laughs> well, you're looking fabulous. Ladies, thank you for being with us. Really from Napa Valley. And first, big question. How is it to be in business with your sister? <laughs> oh, it's a dream come true. Most people would think that it would be really difficult. And, you know, we've heard stories of uh, siblings trying to start a business together and it being really difficult. But I think because we grew up apart and I think because, you know, we didn't have that sibling rivalry you were mom's favorite, you stole my doll, you stole my boyfriend. We don't have any of that baggage, you know? So uh, because we met later on in life, we really, really treasure our sisterhood and our relationship. That's the most important thing. And then doing business together is a bonus. So same father, different mothers. Yes. That's right. So one of you were born in the United States, the other one- No, we were both born in Los Angeles. Oh, for so both born in Los Angeles. I grew up in Monterey in California in the Central Coast. And Andrea grew up from the time she was five or six in New Zealand, where her mother was originally from. So how did you both ladies get this great sense of entrepreneurship? You know, that beautiful French word that means you undertake and you you start your business, because this is very impressive. 
I honestly think that it is a part of the DNA. I can't, <laughs> there's no other sort of way to put it. I think we naturally uh, are comfortable with being uncomfortable. We mm -hmm. like taking risks. Uh, we like dreaming very big. We like surrounding ourselves with people that have greater expertise than ourselves to help us get to our dream. Uh, and naturally, individually, growing up, not knowing each other, just coincidentally, that's our personalities. And then when we came together, uh, it was something that um, was just this really strong force where uh, we felt like we had to go into business together. So, Robin, uh, any comments on that? <laughs> um, yeah, I think a little bit of it of it is DNA as well. Um, I think that, you know, our father, our shared father was very much a free spirit and had a lot of different ventures going on during his life. And then likewise, both of our mothers actually were entrepreneurs and business owners when we were growing up. So I think it's in our, it's in our genes, it's in our blood um, and, you know, just natural to who we are. So who inspires you the most within your family? Is it your mother, your father, probably both, but if, and if it's both, for what reason each? I would definitely say the uh, lionesses in our family, which are both of our mothers. Yes. Uh, you know, they run, they run the pride. They go hunt. They take care of the kids. They take care of the family. So they, they definitely uh, are inspiration for sure and lay the groundwork to show us and, and be the model to show us how important family is and, you know, to run a business and to build a community and take care of each other. So I think they're definitely our inspiration. And actually, if you look on the can on your desk, the she can, yes. uh, and, and our, and our crest, we have two lionesses and the McBride sisters crest. They're both representative of each of our mothers. And we have a peacock that's representative of our, of our father. And on the side of the she can, there's a lioness. And on the still wines, it has our mother's initials. And then on the spritzers, I think you have a spritzer in, our, in your hand, it has the initials of our daughters. Oh, yes. fantastic. So, well, and I'm holding the can and I'm wearing <laughs> leopard because I know how much you love animal prints as well. <laughs> I want to ask you a question before we get to the wine themselves and your great innovation. Why the wine world? Why did you start something in the wine world, which is phenomenal, but at the same time, you know, it's not an easy field. Well, we didn't want anything too easy. That would be boring. <laughs> we need a challenge. But we, uh, we both grew up in, in small new worlds, developing wine regions. You know, I grew up in Blenheim, uh, uh, the region is Marlborough, which is our, our largest grape growing region in New Zealand. And yeah. my mom's family was in agriculture. And when I got to New Zealand, it was really the transition of Blenheim and Marlborough going from basic farming to becoming a commercial wine industry. And, and a, a part of the agriculture family, you know, as soon as you're a certain height and you can pick something up and work and help, you know, you do. And so uh, I think uh, I was really influenced around Sure. grape growing and, and that was sort of the background but I was so sure I was never going to be in the wine business <laughs> um and um I and then I think the same thing for Robin and Monterey and the Central Coast growing up yeah. yeah just growing up around it and by the time that we met each other got to know each other understood 
the places where each of us grew up, we kind of at a certain point had to just admit that it was um, our calling, even though we didn't know much about the, the business, we didn't know much about the industry side of things, but we knew that um, we loved wine and we felt like, you know, it was our destiny in, in a sense. And so um, that was enough for us to, to get started 15 years ago. And you ladies believe in destiny. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much. You believe in a path that is eventually yeah. created for you. And, and so side question, maybe, how do you activate your destiny? How do you make it happen? You know, it's there. But how do you concretely convert it into actions? My, my opinion is that you pay attention, right? I think that I think that there's always, um, you know, if 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 you're open to, you know, what's available and what's meant to be, and you don't deny it, you don't fight against it, um, you know, things are are there and available for you. And our story as sisters is just hundreds of cases of. Um, destiny or, you know, kismet or, or whatever you want to call it. And when you're open to it and you accept it and you, um, you know, um, realize what the, the, the possibilities of it are, then you can embrace it and you can, you know, experience it and have success. And I think then to add to that from that point as then sharpening your purpose and being very, very clear on your purpose and chasing your destiny because in that process, you know, you're going to go through this roller coaster of crazy challenging times, <laughs> you know, and, and when you wake up in the morning and you want to quit and, you know, you're just like, you know, the purpose is what stops you from giving up and the purpose is what just drives you towards that destiny. Very well said. You remind me both of uh, my good friend, John Legend. This is why I wanted you to have his sparkling wine because he spoke the same way as uh, mm -hmm. you know, a young artist following your destiny. You believe you have one, but it's not easy every day. And no. then suddenly it happens. So this is very exciting. So ladies, before we go to the cans, or maybe you want to start with the cans, but you mm -hmm. send me this splendid Sauvignon Blanc from Magnificent Malbro. Yes. Shall we try it? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> so who would like to tell us? Well, I will, it's it's my backyard, so I will, I will she's, describe. She's got, the, she's got the accent, so she definitely <laughs> has to talk about the New Zealand Sauvignon Look at this beautiful McBride sister collection. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc, Marlboro region, love yeah. it. So I have, I have very, very strong opinions on oh, <laughs> no, Sauvignon Blanc. I can feel it already. <laughs> um, so uh, the grapes uh, where this wine is growing is from the uh, Upper Wairau region in Marlborough. And it's um, from the sort of warmer part of the region. And yes. in this wine, we, re we really want to showcase... Uh, our growing expertise and the spectrum of flavors. So we're trying to get, uh, you know, um, the green sort of spectrum of fruit, but also yeah. stone fruit, tropicals fruit, a, a great uh, acidity and a vein of acidity, acidity throughout, and just really kind of showcase um, this be beautiful spectrum of flavor um, that we feel like really comes from um, this little pocket within Marlborough. Oh, very much so. Robin, any 
for you who've been raised in the Central Coast and beautiful Monterey, any uh, any <laughs> parallel with what you make uh, in California? Oh yeah, well I mean, hopefully we're going to taste one of those wines. We're yes. going to taste the, the red blends, right? So we have so the McBride Sisters collection, just sort of backing up a little bit, is two wines from New Zealand, two wines from the Central Coast of California. So we want to make sure that our you know our our family of wines is representing both of the places where me and Andrea grew up. And so we have the Sauvignon Blanc that you just tasted. We have sparkling Brut Rosé also from New Zealand. And then from California, we have a, um, a Chardonnay, uh, a cool climate Chardonnay, and we yeah. have a um, red blend. It's a Merlot-based red blend that whenever you're ready, I'd love to taste with you. And well, you know, I'm always ready. So what about if we, if we serve it? As I ask you um, another important question. Okay. Uh, Robin, so, and both of you. You um, you created as well. Well, how was it to start as a woman your wine company? Lord Jesus, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna have well, to have a few more glasses of wine there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's quite a simply answer also because we've been in the business for about 15 years and I'm sure you know that 15 um, 15 so yeah you were 12 when you started not only were we women but we're also black women but at the time right. we were also very young for the industry so we had a few things that just made us really not seem like normal wine company owners wine business um, people. And so we had kind of challenges around all of that. We kind of had a trifecta of things that made us not really um, fit into what sort of was the status quo and what was the norm at the time yes. in the wine business. So, um, you know, and, and literally when we started, Andrea was still in college. She was in her junior year of college when we started uh, our first business. So really even uh, of age to drink, maybe not. She was. I was. I was. that. And so I was a New Zealand, the drinking age is 18, so. Oh. She had plenty of years behind her at that point. <laughs> um, but we did have a lot of challenges because we just, honestly, like, we just didn't fit in, you know? And I think that when we're trying to talk about our expertise in the business, when we're trying to talk about our knowledge of New Zealand and our knowledge of the Central Coast of California, when we are, you know, taking meetings, um, people are asking us, where's our boss? You know, where's the owner? Um, you know, we had a lot of things just, again, because we didn't fit the norm. And that was 15 mm -hmm. years ago. And there's been, you know, the, the industry has um, progressed somewhat, you know, since that time. But obviously, yeah. it's still not as diverse as it, as it could be and that it eventually will be one day. So, you know, we still see some of those challenges. But, um, you know, put <laughs> uh, <laughs> it. It, it goes back it goes back to what we were talking before about our purpose and you know from since 2005 our purpose has been really clear is to transform the industry lead by example cultivate community one beautiful glass of wine at a time yes and so with that at the forefront of everything uh, these challenges 
you know, seem a little bit less challenging. They disappear. And, and you know, ladies, you bring it up. Uh, it's very true. You know, I was raised in Burgundy in France. Right. And in France in general, where we have a very, very close tie with Africa, you know, from the north to the yeah. middle part of the country to the south. Yeah. Yes. And I've had the pleasure, naturally, to go to South Africa many, many times. You know, it's a short flight from France. Still 10 hours, but you leave at 8 p.m., you arrive at 7 a.m. So yes. you step in the plane. Yes. And I've never really, you know, looked at it that way. But you feel uh, it, it was a challenge as, as uh, you know, a black lady to or ladies to start a business in the wine world yeah. originally. Yeah, I think, and, and I think, I think it is one of these things sort of like in this moment that we're sort of going through in the United States, you know, which is a hot topic. I think that it doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, however you identify your ethnicity, we all have biases, right? We all do. And I think when you think about uh, the wine industry, um, when you think about uh the idea of success in the wine industry, it is always typically being a man, you know? Yes. Um, and, and you, and, Except you know, in champagne, ladies. Champagne is, there's a, there's a couple of exceptions, let me say. There well, are you know, we all the men. Yeah. <laughs> 17, <laughs> 14. Yeah. Yes, yes, there are a couple of exceptions. <laughs> um, but we're but, also not much like those ladies either, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I just think it's just one of those things. It doesn't matter what the industry is. When somebody has been dominating the space and, and leading the space and being in charge of this, the space. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my little baby crying in the background. <laughs> oh, my little niece. <laughs> Maybe she wants wine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she does. She's going to have to wait just a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So um, I just I just think naturally when you're when you're um, not not the norm in that industry, yeah. um, it, it drives a lot of natural curiosity, you know, and um, and sometimes um, if you're not sensitive to uh, the other person's experience of trying to break into that industry, sometimes that curiosity, which comes from a place of being quite genuine, um, you know, can make that person feel like they're not wanted or, yeah. uh, you know, uh -huh. that, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's just a matter, I think of, you know, Robin and I are very, very big believers in term when it comes to innovation, innovation is driven by diversity of thought and experience. And all of us come from different cultures, different places around the world. And all of that is so important in just making the wine experience more interesting, you know, because we all have different lenses. Um, and, you know, the more people that we can have involved in the wine industry, it's just going to make it better. Yeah, I fully agree with you. And uh, but I can understand your perspective as as and certainly your comments as far as being perceived differently or or even challenged or questioned in a different way. But. I think thanks to your authority, talent, and charm, it disappears very quickly, though, don't you think? Uh, yes and no. Because <laughs> you ladies know wine inside out. You were raised, really, in a wine culture, mm -hmm. right? You drink wine, you know a lot about it, and you're a great spokeswoman. So I'm sure people are embracing everything you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially so, right now, you know, things are... Things are um, 
good. I think in a time, one of the positive things about COVID is with everybody sheltering in place, it's, it's really forced more family time and people to enjoy wine at home. And, you know, if we can be a part of that celebration in that moment, yes. it's fantastic. And reflecting on wine and the people behind wine differently, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, ladies, um, I suggest we do something interesting. If you have two glasses in front of you. Okay. Because, you know, one of my close friends is obviously John Legend. Yes. As a great... Uh, African-American singer came into the world of wine as well in a big way. Yes. John was a friend, as many who come to Napa or Burgundy or the south of France mm-hmm. and say, I want to make wine. And, <laughs> right. You know, we say no to 90% of them. And obviously, John, I need to tell you, has a great palate and uh-huh. a fabulous flavor profile as far as understanding wine. And Chrissy, his wife as well. So... We decided after blending wine at Raymond to make wine here in Napa Valley together. And it has been a fabulous experience. And therefore, ladies, I'd love for you to present, you know, and and maybe Robin, your beautiful Central Coast. And then next to it, if you have another glass or after. Yes. (laughs) That Sauvignon Blanc, by the way, Andrea, is amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what I love about your Sauvignon Blanc? Tell as me. a Frenchman, I have as well that very strong seduction of the Loire Valley. And Sancerre? Mm. Sancerre. Yeah. You know, it's, it's exotic, it's tropical, but not as much as many of the New Zealand. So <laughs> you kept it subdued, which is that very restrained, phenomenal, elegant flavor profile. Yes. Are you so describing right me or are you describing the wine? I'm oh. describing you more. Okay. <laughs> but I think you make one together, right? <laughs> yes, thank you. Never thank get you. my hands around those hair. <laughs> I don't know. Like hair. Yeah, I think I think I think you might you might my husband might feel a certain way about that. <laughs> well, I'll make sure he can do it into my wife's hair as well. <laughs> oh, so it's a so fair we'll have a hair experience. Okay, okay. <laughs> deal, so deal. ladies, um, why don't we, uh, and Robin, would you be so kind to describe this great wine? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think you have our, I'm not sure if you have our 2016 or 2017. This is our Central Coast. Um, red, red blends, 16? Yes. Okay. Um, red blend, and this is from um, all, all of the um, California McBride Sisters collection wines are sourced from somewhere on the Central Coast. So this red blend is primarily um, a Merlot blend. So it's about 30% Cab, Cab being from Paso, um, yes. Merlot from um, Monterey. And it's a medium medium bodied um, red blend. So it's about uh, 13, 13.5%, I think, alcohol. Um, but the combination, again, you know, central coast of California, polar climate, so really beautiful, you know, cool flavors of plum and dark fruit and cherry and, and blackberry um, is barrel aged um, with some French oak. So, um, and, you know, just sort of minimal. That's kind of our wine philosophy. We say, um, we say old world style with new world finesse, because obviously we make our wines with uh, new world um, fruit, but we don't, um, we don't like to over manipulate in the winemaking process. So really straightforward, just want to have a beautiful expression of the fruit in both of the areas where we, where we grew up. 
And oh, so I think that I think that right now, I could be mistaken because it seems to change week by week lately. But right now, I think our Sauvignon Blanc has been our biggest seller, um, and then right behind it is this red blend. Yeah, I can see why. A lot of finesse, as you described so well, a lot of elegance, which mm -hmm. I'm delighted to see. Very beautiful integration of the food profile as well. Yep. So, Andrea, are you ready to describe John Legend's wine, the LVE? I I am, I am, I am. You should I have be the one talking about it. <laughs> yes, and I have to say, the 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 bottle, the label is is absolutely beautiful. I really, really love the packaging. is gorgeous. So you all did a, a fantastic job with that. Um, let me give me let me give a little. And ladies, another question: As you you think of the wine, you know it's very true. You mentioned you know the. The, the black community at large, how do we bring more people, you know, into the world of wine from making the wine to enjoying the vineyards and the wine region all the way to, you know, promoting and marketing wines uh, within, within that? Because it, it would be very exciting to see a lot more people wanting to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you. Yeah, I think on the business side of things, um, you know, making an effort to have, if people are on the viticulture side of the business, staging at, you know, in the vineyards, um, you know, also like on the on the winemaking side of things, yeah. staging, getting, you know, an apprenticeship, shadowing some great winemakers at some, you know, very well-renowned, you know, wineries, I think would be um, a really important thing. So one to get um, uh, access, I think access is really important um, to um, a really high level of skill and expertise and also to have that on their resume. Yes. Um, and so that that's one thing. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that Robin and I do at McBride Sisters is we created a, a professional development foundation for yes. women um, and the wine industry, I think, um, on the business side of things, um, you know, helping people advance in their, whether it's their wine MBA at Sonoma State or whatever it might be, um, getting those, you know, credentials so that they can they can have a really good confidence um, in their in their expertise and their skill set. Um, and then I think it's you know on the on the consumer side of things, it's um, hiring a lot more women and people of color in tasting rooms, you know, sure. and um, and honestly, just making people feel welcome. I think, yes. you know, um, it, it just comes down to, I think, wine should be fun. Um, it should be enjoyable, which, of course, it is. Um, yes. But I think it's just, you know, looking at a way to approach wine that is a little bit less intimidating um, and, and just more, much more fun, which... I know in your case, you are an amazing entertainer and, and, and you know, everybody. Not all does. wineries are that way, though. Yeah, not all I, wineries are that way. Um, I, I, I think, it, I think it's, it's just that it's just, you know, all of us working together to make a, a very welcoming experience for everybody of all backgrounds. As you know, like if anyone comes to wine country, they're going to fall in love because it's beautiful. You're going to be experiencing whichever wine country it is. You're going to be experiencing amazing wines no matter where you go. But if anybody has a bad experience or doesn't feel welcome either on the uh, consumer side or yeah. on the professional side, you have a bad experience, you don't feel welcome. You somehow feel like, you know, you're not wanted or you're not 
a part of you know the experience there, then you're going to shy away from it. You're not going to look at it for a place where you're going to go to have fun or you're going to go to vacation or you're going to go to pursue a career. So I think we all have a lot of work there to really, you know, um, um, change, you know, any perception that there might be and just make sure that everybody feels welcome and that everybody has access to beautiful wines and to experience this, you know, beautiful wine country and just really enjoy themselves and have all positive feelings. Um, I think was going to go a long way. And I think, I feel like that's what we see now, right? There's like younger people, there's people from all over who come to wine country where before the perception might've been, you know, it's an older, more yeah. wealthy type of, you know, person that spends time in wine country and gets to experience wineries. But I think it's really starting to change and people are starting to understand that there's something for everybody and that everyone's welcome. Well, and we saw, you're exactly right, uh, Robin and Andrea, and we mm -hmm. saw that a lot when we started with John because he was obviously having a lot of fans, you yeah. know, who were not actually drinking a lot of wine. They were in the beer or more maybe in the spirits mm -hmm. category. As we know, there's a lot of people enjoying that in bars or clubs or, or even, you know, concert venues. And we started to receive a lot of them at the wineries and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, they starting to love wine. So I think you're right. It's exposing, opening our arms. We have an ambassador program where we have over, a hundred and plus, um, you know, African-American uh, ambassadors. Yes. Phenomenal in wine. They're very talented. They're very passionate. And they're opening the way to many. Yeah. As you said, it's not only, you know, African-American. It could be Chinese as yeah. well. Yeah. It's got to be everyone, right? Everyone. Absolutely. Yep. Everyone coming to it. So, Andrea, tell us the three words of wisdom on, on <laughs> LV. Remember, John Legend is going to watch you. Oh no! Having his wine, so you know you may want to sing it because. Oh I no! Oh Lord! No! 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 McBrides <laughs> oh. don't sing. McBrides don't sing. No! 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 We sing all the time. We're just not good at well, it. Sure you are. <laughs> but I would say, on the nose, I get a lot of uh, black fruit, blackberries, blueberries. Yep. I get a little bit of like chocolate. I get a little bit of kind of something that could be like maybe caramelized. I'm not, mm -hmm. um, well said. So ladies, we have a few minutes left because you're very busy and you have a baby to feed. <laughs> so what, what besides wine is your passion? What else is there? <laughs> for, for us, for us, ladders back to wine, right? Yeah. But I, I think Anything. it's like community. I, I would say. Yes. I mean, to us, it's almost indiscernible in a sense. Obviously, wine is a product, but wine is about how you connect with people, um, and that's something that attracted us. Um, to wine in the first place, and that's kind of our north star. That's what kind of guides us and carries us through everything that we do when we um, make the wines and when we figure out how we go to market with the wines, it's really about the community that we're building around the wines and how people are going to connect over the wines. Um, so, you know, I, I consider that to be our passion, at least as equal as to the wine itself. Yeah. Anything that's Epicurean, like we love other makers, whether it be cheese or, mm. you know, somebody that does amazing like charcuterie, uh, you know, but it all letters back to wine. <laughs> well, we can yeah. all feel to come to see us at the Oakville Grocery in Napa. Yeah. Oh, yes. Japan, I'm sure. Yes. But mm -hmm. it will be a pleasure. 
So yes. a few more questions, ladies. They're very quick. Okay. You sent me so kindly those beautiful cans. Mm -hmm. So not only you're great winemakers and you fabulous sisters and entrepreneurs, but then you daring with a can called She Can. Yeah. Tell us so about nice. it. <laughs> That's I mean, it, it's, it was a combination for us of uh, three things. It was uh, the challenge of trying to uh, have the quality of our bottles and our cans, uh, our still wines. It was combining our philanthropy of trying to bridge the gap, uh, the gender gap that's in the wine industry and support and create community with other women. Yes. Um, and, um, and then it's just, we feel like there's this really fantastic platform um, and motto and mantra just to remind women that they can uh, they can own their space and take up space where maybe there aren't women there before but now now you can um, right. and so that's what that's what she can is about we're paying homage to our mothers our lionesses we're <laughs> uh, supporting other lionesses and doing it um, in, a, in an innovative way. And it's really interesting because for us, we thought that the main function of the can was going to be outdoors where you don't have glass. You know, you can buy our cans and um, San Francisco Giants Stadium when they're, you know, when you're allowed to visit as a fan. And we thought it would be, you know, all of the, you know, when you go camping and all these different things. But yeah. when we put them into our home, we're never at night going to drink just one glass of wine. We're always going to drink two. And so this is nice two big deep pours and they fit really nicely into your fridge, you know, and they, you know, it. wine bottles sometimes, you know, if they're not in a cellar or they're not in a wine fridge and they're just going in your fridge, they can, it's not very organized. <laughs> I like <laughs> your discipline, your merchandising discipline. Well, yeah. you know, we felt the same way as you did. Uh, John wanted all the people to enjoy his wines in the concerts. And we realized this beautiful glass bottle was not accepted because it's glass. Because it's we glass. did like you, we did a La Vie French Rosé uh, can. And obviously it's, uh, it's a great success because people really want to have this alternative way of doing it. Yes. But you know, ladies, you got to describe for me. I just served the spritzer. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. which I'm ones do you have? I'm of your spritzer. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, so this is, it looks like you opened the uh, Island citrus. The island citrus. So these are dry. So these are dry rose spritzers. So we are big proponents of everything philosophically. The bare minimum is sustainably farmed with McBride sisters and then organic and biodynamic depending on the range and what we're doing. And so um, even though we're creating a wine cocktail, everything has to be natural that goes into this. So this is all natural flavors. There's no fake sugar. You know, there's no additives. There's no coloring. Everything is is not sugar at all. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything is is 100% natural, and yeah. so it's it's just so lovely and refreshing. And when you're, you know, when you're ideating and you're thinking about the vision for a new wine. You know, you have to think about, of course, philosophically, all of the important things that come into winemaking, but you really have to think about what peers with the moment, you yeah. know, and we feel like, you know, with the spritzers, um, it's just the perfect summertime 
You can take a big gulp. It's not complicated. You know, it's fun. It's easy to drink. And it's only 69 calories per serving. So, you know. (laughs) So it's all natural. It's low calories, no added sugar. Um, It's kind of, you know, a wine drinker's spritzer. Like, you know, these kind of spritzers and, and drinks have become very popular. But for if you're a wine lover, if you're a wine drinker, you don't want to drink some of the al- other alcohols So we use. It's our same bottled um, dry rosé that we add a little spritz to and some natural fruit essences. And mm-hmm. There you go. And we can't make an bone for having to like increase. And I love it. And I love how you call it black girl magic wine too, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. That, um, yeah, so Black Girl Magic is really, it's a range of wines and like black, the term Black Girl Magic, McBride Sisters don't, doesn't own. We are just stewards. Like Black Girl Magic is this very powerful platform that uh, embodies the heritage of, of Black women in the United States and beyond. And it really encompasses the, the beauty and the power and resilience uh, of these women and, and of us and, and celebrating that. And so we really wanted to honor uh, you know, black women uh, from the past um, that have paved the way. Um, yeah. All the all the women that are doing amazing things now, and you know, all of those women. You know, we're talking about destiny early, earlier that are kind of planning. You know, where they want to go. You know, we want to be able to be there to celebrate those moments with them, um, with exceptional wines. And you're doing an amazing job at it. Congratulations. So, ladies, one of the last questions, of course. Mm-hmm. The dream you want to share that you haven't yet, not yet achieved, but that is coming. Well, we're, we're living the dream. I was going to so. say, this is, this is a pretty good, <laughs> we're living the dream. Um, gosh, Robin, I didn't know. Well, you're living the dream. This is great. <laughs> hey, by the way, I drank out of a can and out of a Baccarat Passion Collection crystal glass. Yes. Fabulous both ways ah, because sometimes you think okay you touch it with your mouth and the can and you have a different feeling it's fabulous both ways it so is wanna... it is my favorite way is with like a really pretty straw so that you can you know just sip straight out of the can because the cans are so pretty yeah and great touch feel too yes yeah. so, ladies if you're living the dream as a conclusion to this amazing moment together because we don't want to hear your baby cry because a baby not fed at the right time is not right. It's dinner time. <laughs> dinner time. So what is um, a message each of you differently would like to share to all our friends listening um, to you? Hmm. A message to share. Well, I, I would like to share that um, I mean, almost literally everything is, is possible. You know, we talk about our destiny. We talk about, um, you know, the universe sort of lining up. And I think that everybody has opportunities and has paths. And mine and Andrea's story is so unlikely um, that we, the circumstances of where we were born and where we grew up and how we were separated from each other. But the fact that we were always open to possibilities and we were always open um, to what could be um, for us and we embrace that, I think is a really c- can be seen as a testament 
um, to the fact that that anything is possible. Um, you know, it's a very uh, uh, slim probability that we'd be doing what we're doing right now and that we'd be doing it together. But, you know, in our hearts, we knew that this was something that we could accomplish. Here we are. Very exciting. Very well said. Andrea? I think, I think for me, um, you know, I think tenacity is very, very important when you're chasing your dreams and your destiny. So be very unapologetic about yeah. your, your passion and your tenacity. And, uh, and we have a motto at McBride Sisters, which is we're from the new world. We have no rules. So we like to break those rules. So we always say, break the rules, drink the wine. I love it. Well, <laughs> ladies, you were so inspirational. You are such wonderful talent and example. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. What a great moment with the McBride sisters coming from both sides of the world, creating a wonderful wine, phenomenal creativity, extraordinary innovation, and very charming, as you could see, the lionesses of the wine world. That's going to be my new name for you. <laughs> and don't forget, ladies, we're having your wine for sale at our two Oakville grocery wine merchants. You know, both stores in the heart of Napa Valley and Hillsburg are having all those wines. We're having a great offering. And we're delighted to see you succeed. And we're very excited what you're doing for ladies, um, for all the... the African-American entrepreneurs out there and showing the way. So I'm raising my two glasses. I got to do the can too. <laughs> I have them all to you, to your success, to your children and to visiting each other in person very soon. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having you. us. Cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies.